0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish Football Banter.
1: Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast. We are at Season 12, Episode 40, and this episode will be a League Cup Final Preview Special. So we've got a couple of guests and a regular, uh, so regular, first of all, Scott McGill, how you doing?
2: No bad, mate, no bad yourself? Alright, good. Good. Um, just buzzing a, for Sunday. I'm
1: a neutral in this conversation, no part to play.
2: Well, to be fair, you're talking about teams at Hamden, there's not really much you can say about Aberdeen at Hamden, apart from going out all the time, so.
1: Exactly. No, it's a tactical thing, I we're concentrating on life and staying up. Um... So, a couple of returning guests, good to have you on. Michael, first of all, how you doing? Hello, John,
0: how are you? Hi, good, aye? Yeah, yourself? Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, bo- no bad, mate. Yeah, thanks for asking me back on. Hi, it's cause no one else said David. Come on, Michael, that's okay. I, know, I know, I'm second best. Uh, no, it's always good well, to have hopefully you on. It's the
3: same, hopefully it's the same idea on Sunday then. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, how you doing? keeping well,
1: John. Uh, Likewise, what Michael says, it's always great to get back on and and chat with the guys. I know, it's always good having you on. We do like it. Um, We were hoping there was going to be a fourth, well, I say a fourth person, a fifth person on because it would been two Rangers fans, two Celtic fans, but I don't know what's happened. Josh, there's been no sickness, sickness, no no absence, no. He's just patches. to be honest. He was out last night. I reckon he's overdone it in the baby and he's too tired. Or he knew Scott McGill was coming
2: on. Rumour has it he's actually lying in David Marshall's bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> aye, well, <laughs> I think he was trying anyway, would not he? I don't know if Michael and Andy, have you've seen the pictures, but... Aye, uh, I'm not. I have, 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 seen have
0: seen the pictures?
2: Yeah. Aye. Oldest <laughs>
1: brash. Would you have done that, Scott? I wouldn't think you would have done that, Scott, would you? That is, nah, I mean, going. I'd
2: have just have been a stuttered mess, to be perfectly honest. Um no, because of who he is. Just how handsome he is. I've never seen somebody look so well in my life. <laughs> it
0: looks good for this hair, not it? Josh, you're talking about Scott?
2: <laughs> oh, no, I thought that was James McAvoy with that new haircut he's got in there. I'm just jealous that he's got that much hair.
1: Andy, you'll be the same. <laughs> I'm the same hope, mate, yes, unfortunately. Enough with the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Um so I as we say, League Cup final special. Um who's excited, who's nervous, what's the feelings like in the build up to the final? <laughs> Start with you Andy, if you want to go first, Alphabet.
3: Um, I think it's a it's all a mixture of, you know, excitement, nerves, and it will be a lot more nerves, you know, come come Saturday evening and Sunday morning type of thing. But um as we were speaking before before we came on our, you know, um, I don't know if Michael and Scott agree, but I love these games, but I also hate them. And mm-hmm. the reason why, obviously, you want your team to win, and and it's a, it's a derby game and the rivalry and stuff like that. But they, they mean so much, you know. These games are the ones you look forward to, but they sort of they make you, you give you the butterflies and. Uh, even during the game you're you're wanting it over as quick as you can, you can sort of thing but now I'm excited as well you know another another cup final and hopefully hopefully we can go on and win this one you know but um, yeah excitement there's everything that comes with it but uh, yeah it should should be a good game I, I would like to think so anyway it's
1: always a good starting off point for a new manager as well if you can get that trophy under your belt helps out
3: yeah, it's, it started off well, you know, in, in terms of the the league and uh, cup competition as well. So, as you say, if, if Michael B can can go on to win the trophy on Sunday, it would be it would be great for for him and the club and, and the players as well. But um, yeah, hope, hopefully that's the case. But you know, we'll be at Celtic and it'll be a very very tough game. Aye,
1: what about yourself, Michael? How do you tend to feel in the build up to the final? What's the, what's the
0: nerves like? Yeah. Are you excited? What's it like? I'm pretty, pretty cool. No, um, I suppose like, I'm the same same as Andy, but like, this is the, the first chance for any team to win like, the treble or double um, uh, as well. But yeah, I'm um, looking forward to the game because the last two uh, kind of has have been tight. Uh, kind of like, take games. So yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to to see um how O can I adapt to the uh if, if he plays the game that but I'm not expecting the he'll you know, scout the game um if KO goes back. Um but yeah I'm looking, uh, looking forward to the game and um, I suppose this is Michael Bale's first kind of, real test because his manager going to going to Hamden and see how he, he copes with that occasion. Uh, unfortunately, he coped right with the occasion in the semi-final,
1: um, but that was maybe more thing to Anthony Stewart's stupidity. Anything else than anything else? Um, Scott, what about yourself? What's uh, what's your feelings?
2: Um, I can see it right now that Rio Hattie and Arn Moy are going to be standing in the middle of the park with cigars. Are. I'm feeling quite confident. They uh, were floating really, really well in the middle of the park. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm a bit tongue-in-cheek there, but you do get nervous before the games, but a couple of days before you, you're confident and then come the, the night before, that's when the old belly starts turning and you need to be close to the toilet, I think, because the nerves are getting better yet. Aye. But in, in, t- in terms of you're talking about Bill, there, I think Bill's trying to fight everybody in Scottish football. I don't know what he's what's happening there he's <laughs> trying to square up Chris Sutton do think it's the a mentality thing, though. do you
1: think it's maybe like the old uh, no one likes us uh,
2: is it per- thing. 100% that's what it's coming across as and I think if you're clever enough you can see right through it it was just the way that he went about that it was just a bit more, I think it was just a bit crass to be perfectly honest like everybody knows what Sutton is he's not very Andy will tell you he's not very popular with the Rangers fans but at the same time, I don't know why he's bringing them into the conversation to start a start an argument with a pundit. It was a, it was a weird one for me.
1: The one thing for certain you can say is regardless whether you like him or dislike him, he does always talk up the Scottish game. Whereas mm-hmm. there's, other, there's other characters that have played in Scotland, ex-players, and they'll kind of look down in Scotland. Well,
0: hmm.
1: certainly served him well but But do you think maybe it is, Andy, a wee bit of a kind of season mentality to try and build a Mentality within it. I'm
3: I'm not too sure, John, what it is. And I you know in in my own opinion, I I don't know if other all Rangers fans would agree or whatever, but my own opinion is I think you know, with Beale having been there before under Jared and stuff as well, it it was different. But um I think he speaks too much in, in terms of the media because as we all know. Whatever you say in, in media terms in Scottish football, especially Rangers or Celtic, it's picked up very quick within, yeah. within the media. You know, I think when he first came in as manager and he referred to Celtic as the other team, I don't think he genuinely meant it as in a piss-tape type of way. I think he was just saying that and, and the media jumped on board with it and sort of has tried to catch him out at times. I, I think he's a clever, I think he's a clever guy, but I think he speaks too much in terms of in terms of the interviews and, and be answering things. But in terms of the Sutton thing, as Scott says, you know, he's he's not really light within the Rangers support um, I'm not a fan of him myself, but Chris Sutton, he's just looking for a reaction, you know, not just from Rangers. I think any time he speaks about Scottish football or whatever, I suppose mainly it would be towards Rangers fans, but when he's when he's doing the English game or on BT sport for European things or whatever, it's different because he's got a different mindset. Yeah. But no, I don't think Beale should have reacted. Maybe the comment about Beale being a Chelsea fan and Sutton being their worst ever player, like no real need to mention that, you know. Chris Sutton doesn't should not concern Michael Beale or should not concern Rangers. Now I know there there's a lot of I'm not saying there's an agenda but there's a lot of dislike for Rangers as a club within the Scottish media, but you know, just get up get on with your own thing and manage the club or play for the club or whatever it may be. You know. That that's ah.
1: my opinion, of course anyway. Aye. Maybe a little bit naive to be all getting involved, yeah, Michael.
0: Yeah, I because he's only been up here about ten minutes and uh, you know, because. Um, um, I, I know when me and Andy was on the last press conference, um, the the last podcast, I said that <laughs> I, I watched um, I watched Michael V's press conference and at that I rate for wind up, but no, I, I do watch it every week, and he makes comments that it's got nothing to do with Rangers, and I mean, he made a comment last week about uh, one of the journalists asked him about. Um, Is a league too big between um, you and Celtic, i.e. if the league's over? And and Skegg of him saying, no, no, um, we've got a chance to catch him. He basically said, yeah, well, maybe the gap is too big. And I'm thinking, well, if I was a Rangers fan, I would be so disappointed with him to, uh, to come out and say that as well. Um, you, you know, and I know that um, uh good off topic um, a wee bit here, but that, that week against Packet, so I know that was ages age ago, but I think, like, if Rangers got beat that game, um, I think most of our Rangers fans would have went off field because of what he said to Tavern there. But I think um he might have turned one or two heads, even though Rangers won that game and, and all because you you always gotta get um a, a a few Rangers fans. Just like if it was with we, we Celtic we we uh as well, you know. But yeah, I mean I I think like um some would just pull Michael worth egg and say, Listen, you know, concentrate on Rangers because you're here to, to get a job and talk us Kinda of like up, you you know. Um, but as you say, I mean, I think it's because it's been getting an England a short space of time as well. And like usually, you find that we we managers coming up to to Scotland gets like snobbily on on our game in, in terms of you know to, uh, talking that the teams down to get up.
1: Yeah, interesting one from me was when it. I think it was just before the semi final or after it. And he said that Aberdeen were the third best team in Scotland. And then not long after, obviously, Hearts fans were coming out and going, Well, look at the league table. And Beale said that he actually doesn't look at the league table. You're like, Well, you surely must do. He surely doesn't just look at, like, there's Celtic, there's Rangers, there's the gap, and no see anything else. Whether it was maybe a bigger debate, if you're saying Aberdeen's the third best team in Scotland as a club, who knows. But even that would be up for debate. And I say that as an Aberdeen fan.
2: It's been a wee while since that, John, hasn't it? Well, that debate? <laughs> oh, but right. The third biggest club? Aye, will. Still living in the, what is it, the 80s? 80s, eh? Uh... <laughs> same, to- same top of that. In terms of yourself, Andy, I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to come across as like kind of the Walter Smith kind of character where he is trying to make Rangers what Rangers are meant to be, but he's kind of no doing with the same kind of class. As you'd expect a manager like Smith or something yeah. along the lines.
3: I d I don't think anybody, regardless of who it would be, could match the the class, you know, Walter Smith and, and that area and stuff like that there. But I don't know. I, I like Michael B. I I liked him the first time round and I've listened to several podcasts and stuff of his coaching and stuff like that, where he's been in Brazil or England or wherever it may be. And he's a very clever guy, he's very well he's very knowledgeable in terms of football, but I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what what the case is with certain phrases or certain press conferences or whatever, you know, but I think just you know, you're obviously gonna get silly questions from pundits or media people or whatever. Go and do your best and answer them in a in a manner that you're putting yourself across well, but you're not sort of Making yourself look silly or the club look silly. because at the end of the day, it's going to fall back on the club. You know wow. what I mean? I mean? Realistically, if, say, for instance, Celtic go and win on Sunday and something comes out and says, oh, well, Michael Bean's failed as a manager, is has going to go out straight away and say, hold on a second, um I'm not fail as a manager. You know, this a tip for tad stuff or whatever. You know, concentrating your job as a manager, managing a football club, trying to win games, trying to win trophies, not getting under the wee salary hang with ex-players of whatever club it might be
1: see interestingly obviously um, under Beale Rangers are unbeaten I think we've kind of touched on it a wee bit but I was watching something the other day and it was a Rangers fan who was saying much as they are unbeaten he doesn't really see much difference in terms of performance levels as opposed to under Van Bronkers. do you agree with that you know, like or because looking at it from the outside it looks like what Rangers are showing is a bit more character a bit more dig they're getting results but then they're one in three now away at Livingston, hard place to go. Um they've had some luck and a good result recently as well. So what's yeah. your, your thoughts on that?
3: Uh I would agree and disagree with whoever that person would be, but um there has been an improvement. There's been a change of play, a wee bit more bite and, and stuff as as you say. Um we're not we're not going and killing team draw or whatever. Uh out with the Hearts game at Tynecastle, which was probably our best performance of the season and, and under Beale's reign so far. Um was sort of been a wee bit slow and stuff like that. But I suppose in the early games, when he came in, it was sort of getting the players to play his way and stuff like that. But, you know, he came in and he made, he made uh, a comment, and I think it was one first the first press conference was about taking the handbrake off, as I say, out with the castle game. I haven't really seen that from the team. And I hope, hopefully it does change and we do get more attacking and stuff like that. But I don't know, is it the case that there's there's not that sort of type of players that that sort of play can be worked on or whatever? I think there will be needing, there obviously will need to be changes. in the summer players going out, players coming in and, and his sort of type of player coming in. But no, we've had one or two games where we've played well or very well, but you know, obviously you want to go out and win three, four, five nil and play well. But if your team's winning games, suppose at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how well you play. It's getting the three points or into the next round or win the trophy or whatever, whatever it is, is the most important thing. As yeah. much as we watch fancy football every week from whatever team you follow.
1: Uh, I mean he's he's obviously again going back to media side so things. He's spoken about how Ange is lucky at Celtic in terms of. The squad he's got, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think maybe the old B.O. himself's been a bit lucky in the terms of he's been able to have a settled centre back partnership, which is something that Broncos never had because obviously Golden and Davies have been the settled centre back pair. I think, but apart from one game, I think they never started. Maybe, yeah. No, <clears> that's, maybe that's helped, And then players coming back from injury as well.
3: Yeah, I think Geo didn't really have much luck in terms of the injury situation and settled partnerships at the back or, or whatever it may be. Beal is very fortunate to have that and I think that's what we wanted, to have Goulton and Davies or Goulton and whoever alongside him to get a settled partnership because you do build from the back no matter what team you are and, and it has helped uh, the team and brought a bit of confidence through through other players in, in an attacking mind. But, um, you know, I think he will be looking to bring in his sort of own type of players which... I know we were in for asking before, but you know, I think he's sort of that type of player that Bane would like to have, as well as Cantwell too.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to concentrate myself slightly here when I'm saying about being lucky with injuries, because obviously Saturday or without what would maybe be regarded as your first choice midfield trio. Uh Jack Tillman and Lundstrom, they're all supposedly dealt for Sunday. If everyone's available, we think we'd start in the middle of the park because Celtic. I mean, Scott's Scott this, and I think most people will say Celtic's midfield, um, the last couple of seasons has been remarkable, and for Moy to break into that midfield as well, um, he's shown how well he's playing. So, if everyone was available, who would you have as a midfield three? Um uh, well,
0: yeah,
1: as you say,
3: there's doubts over a couple of players, but if if everybody's fit, uh, my midfield would be probably Lundstrom, Raskin, and um, I don't know if Jack. Or Kamara, because obviously Camara's sort of the ball runner or keeps the ball more, or whatever. Lundstrom and Jack are similar in terms of their they're winning the ball back and giving the ball, although they can be effective, you know, break um an attack and play as well at times. But Raskin, I like the look of him so far from what I've seen, but you know, no disrespect to the other clubs, but Celtic will will pose a, a bigger threat than the likes of. Livingston or or of Thistle or whatever it might be, you know that Raskins played against previously. But can I just point out and it's stating the obvious, but the the difference between the two teams that, that throughout this season and possibly last season as well is Celtic go and, go and win games early. They they set out to, to try and win games early and and the, the phrase of we never stop or whatever you want to put it. Um, Costa who sets the team out to go and win the game early and I think that's the difference um, well one of the main differences between Re- Rangers and Celtic is Celtic sort of go for it from early doors whereas Rangers sort of tend to grow into the game or whatever you know
1: Definitely I would like to see from playing against both Celtic and Rangers I remember the games in um, December and we get criticised for the way we kind of lined up against Celtic but most teams when you look at how they play against Celtic they will kind of tend to sit off because they don't know what to do. See if you try and press them, they'll beat you a different way. They they, they can beat you so many different ways. But I see when you play against Rangers, the start same intensity is not there. I feel that you can press Rangers. You can force them into mistakes. They yeah. don't like maybe the dirty work as much as Celtic. will do everything, whether it's the attacking side of things, the defensive side of things. They do it to like a high, a really high standard. I
3: think I think there's only really one way to play against Celtic, and that is go and press them you know, high high up the pitch. and um, It's shown in certain games against them when we have played them in, in recent, uh, early on this season at Ibrooks and and suppose last season semi-final and stuff like that. But then again, at the same time, you're sort of running the risk of getting caught out. And with the forward line, Celtic have in the midfield, it can open any team up, Rangers included, if, if they're not careful. But I think Rangers have to go and, take the game through Celtic on Sunday and and try and pin the phone back back as well, you know.
1: Aye. Like, from your guys' point of view, Scott, Michael, what would you say was the kind of best way to try and play against Celtic to try and get us out? Like,
0: what, what teams have kind of done best against you? I don't know about you, Scott, but I mean the the St Milling game last week in the cup, I, I actually quite really enjoyed that game. And in fact, um with league is cancer, the, the league, gets canceled the league and just make every game a cup tie because obviously teams know that um you know, it's a cup game that they need to they need to come out and, and skeg a parking about ten buses bang the ball. I don't know about you, but that um for St Milling to do that Last week and, and come out and sell to score what are the three goals within 15 minutes towards the end of the game. I don't know about you, but it make it a better game and uh, make it may get an enjoyable game. It's get teams coming to, to Park Egg or, or even Iblox, um, sitting in because it spoils the game as well. You know, obviously, at the end of the day, you know, sell going to the win or Rangers is going to win, but at least at least come out and have a bit of a go, you know. Not like Ross County or, you know, uh, Hamilton Archies or back in the day when Hamilton used to come to uh, Turkey Park, you know. But, yeah, so I feel as though it makes it a better game if the teams do come out and do have a bit of a go. To answer your question there,
2: John, from my point of view, if Rangers are wanting to try and emulate anybody, they need to try and emulate Real Madrid, the only team that gave us a game, really. <laughs> I don't know how you see that <laughs> one going, Andy. But to be, to, to be fair, as Michael said, they did play well last week. They did try and come at us, but we're too strong. We're too strong for them all to, get, all to get all together. But you did feel as if they could have scored at any point. It would have changed the game. But I... Eh, I don't know how how the Rangers would try and set up against us because, from my point of view, I don't think any of the two teams set up to play against a team in a certain way. They're actually setting up now to play their own way. They're not really taking into consideration their position. Celtic definitely aren't, but you've seen it all season that it doesn't matter who we're playing, we're going to play our style of football. And if it works, brilliant. If it doesn't, we'll need to learn from it and we'll come back stronger the next way next season, um, <clears throat> but for me, you need to try and get a hold of the midfield. Celtic's three in the middle of the park, which will be on Sunday. I, I, I bet my house on that that it would be Hatate, Moy, and McGregor. If as long as there's no any injuries, I can't see that changing. Um, as Michael said, at the start. We're looking at, hoping for hopefully Kyogo will be back. But we never know. The other two either side's gonna be Jota and Maeda for me because is made for this, this type of game. He's gonna run run the Rangers the, the legs off Rangers' defence. You've seen that the last time as well, where he scored the the early goal, chasing down the ball. He's he's relentless. His running stats are unbelievable for a game. So
0: I really actually don't know how Rangers are going to cope By the way way, Scott, just to just to say what what you were saying and I'm not groaning because Andy's here and we're talking about the game on Sunday but like um, you know I I was thinking about this last week as well especially going on to the Aberdeen game, I don't care who, I know this is a bit daft what I'm going to say here Scott maybe, I, I don't know but I don't care who Selkitt plays because we know that we've got a scoring squad. So no matter who we put out, okay, we might be up against it and it might be a, a difficult game. But we know that Selkitt's got a way of winning. I, I don't know if that's, you know, and that's not maybe a bit flippant to you, Andy, as well. But, like, you know, well, you, you've you seen it all season, you know. I um,
2: see... For me, it is a wee bit flippant, Michael, to be fair, but I could see where you're coming from, that you could be confident in the fact that you're going to play our style of football. That's that's never going to change, as long as I'm just sitting in that seat. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. To a certain extent, we we witnessed that with Brendan Rodgers as well, when Rodgers was in. So, if people, people say um, there's no plan B, but the plan B is do plan A better. And we've... Mm-hmm. Again, apart from the Champions League games, I've never really seen us coming up against anybody that's going to mm. stop that plan A domestically anyway.
1: What about the game, though, at New Year? Was that down to Celtic being an off day, or was it down to Rangers <laughs> playing, under, playing at Ibrox, Biel's first Old Firm game? Well, you went to Ibrox and
2: came away for Ibrox with a draw. At, at the time, I was, I was raging at the time I was angry at the time because I felt like Juranovic on the left hand side should never have been there his head was gone if he was going to play anywhere they could have swapped him with Johnson and let Johnson play on the left I know that was his first game and it just I felt like Celtic could have been a lot better and if that's us having an off day as you're saying he didn't want to see us on a good day
1: <laughs> But was it down to the way Rangers played or Jenkins was I up don't he's like well, that you can have maybe like you Kent,
2: maybe. A... You see, Kent scores as well. Like Kent barely showed up for the big games for Rangers in a good while. As far as I, as much as I've seen, I don't know if Andy will be able to say any different. But I, I would agree with you there, Scott. He's just no. He's he's not been the player that Rangers bought. He's not the player that Rangers paid the money for. Um, but if he's on forum like that, then it's a mix of both. It's a mix of Rangers worth playing well. And Celtic were were well off it as well. Uh, but again, we've came away with a draw. Scored two goals at Ibrox. That's not done very regular. But uh, aye, it's, I'm, I'm, the more I keep talking, the more confident I feel now. So I better stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> see,
3: see, just on both the guys' points, You know, obviously, Scott, you were saying about... You Celtic go and take the game to others and, and believe in themselves, and that that's the way it should be. You know, for a lot of the, the, the bigger sides throughout football, and this, especially with the Rangers or Celtic, you know, the belief that obviously the manager has within the players to go and set the tactics up or whatever to to go and take the game to the opponent, regardless if it's Rangers or the other teams in Scotland, and and that's the way it should. And and Michael, I. I agree with you there. What you were saying, it's it's not a sort of you know, um, not a sort of forget my words here. It's not sort of like like being, uh, looking you know looking down and Rangers having a go at Rangers. It's sort of you know rightfully so as to say, go go and play your own game against teams and fair enough. You have to adapt and adapt or whatever, but you know, go and plan, go and make plan A work, or go and play your own game and. And make teams change their game. And listen, that's the way Rangers should be as well. You know, is that the way that Bill's been setting up to go and go and be more attacking against teams? I think so in certain games, especially the Hearts game, but it hasn't worked well enough. But um, Sunday will obviously be different because of the threat that Celtic pose, especially as you said there, the midfield and the forward three
1: i uh, even as well with that, like you're talking about kind know, of style of play. I suppose Rangers probably say they are going to have more in the ball.
3: Yeah, isn't the case of Rangers want more in the ball to slow Celtic down. Or uh, I'm I'm not I'm not too sure what it, what it is or what it will be. Um, get going on the new year game. You know, we give away a stupid goal early early on. We a blind pass and fair fair play to Made a, you know non stop and and getting in amongst Rangers and and stuff like that. But I thought Celtic got the draw uh, through bringing the quality off the bench, the likes of Jotter and and stuff like that. And it showed the difference of, on the day, the the two benches, the quality being being able to to bring Jotter, whoever it might be, on to to add a bit of quality within that team.
0: And and I think that's a story... This season, last season, or even when Brendan ke- uh, came in as well, Andy. About you, you know, you just have to look at the quality of the benches, you know, and like this. Well, for for me, um, and I do I don't know what Scott would say, but the not a million miles apart, but there's definitely a, a big there's a, a kind of um division. You you would say, or you know, whatever the word is, I can't. I don't know that the word right, right away, but you, you know what I mean. That there's big comparisons between the Rangers' bansies and the Celtic bansies as well. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not going to send this to wind you up, but you know.
1: No,
3: I no,
0: no,
1: no, no, no. you know. You know. Yeah. That, is, that, is that not partly down to like um Celtic having more transfer windows to get your score together? Because if you think, when I mean, if you think. It's remarkable, I think. We're talking about what well, Ange has been in the job. What the twenty months? Mm. You think from when he took over, mm. turn around in players, like because I remember that. I remember like going back to like when we did the Premiership Preview podcast last season, and most people, apart from Scott, I think, it was like Rangers will win it because they had that momentum. They had won the league so convincingly. And you're looking at Celtic squad and you're thinking that Celtic squad needs ripped apart and put back together. And you're thinking there's no way a manager can come in and change personnel so much and win the league. Because it generally doesn't happen. You need... No. To jail quickly and It doesn't generally happen, I don't think. Whereas he's managed to do that.
0: Well, he's, well, I'm, I mean, you, you just have to look at them, Greg Taylor. I mean, if you ask any Celtic fans, me and Scott and Krugick, we... we, we you know, i uh, if Glad Taylor went out the door, you wouldn't have borrowed. <laughs> you know, but what a transformation that um that the guy um um that the coinskins that he's brought and I think that's down to one man, like Posca Cogler. I mean the the I mean the Celtic fans tipping him as a, the player of the year already, um but because such um a brilliant season that he's kinda of like having as well, you know. Um so but um, I I don't know about, I don't know about Scott, but he, he seems to bring uh, a bit of about seems to bring about a the team the, the players that I wasn't on on form before he, he actually came to to kind of like now. If you if you look at that Celtic
1: squad, the only players that you've really got from before post win was Taylor, who's a regular, McGregor's a regular. You've got Wilson, obviously. Aside from that you look at that squad and it's primarily madder like uh, to who has signed them in the last 18 months. Obviously Bale's just at the start of his tenure he's managed to sign maybe two or three players. So things can flip around pretty quickly.
2: Well, for me, Michael's saying there about Taylor up. No. I generally, I'm not just saying this, Michael. I say that when he came in that the boy would be a good player. It was a fact of bringing him in straight after Tierney. He was always going to get stick. He was always going to get flack. And the fact they came for a Kilmarnock team that played five at the back, they had to adapt to the way that we were going to play the game. Anyway, so, I Taylor. Taylor, probably a lot of it is on a Coglu, but a lot of it is still on his cell as well. But he's had to kind of learn a different way of football where you've got to win every week instead of being like, when he was at Kilmarnock, you were having to kind of defend more mm. primarily and then attack for that. <clears throat> um, but, I don't know. I've gone back to one of the comments earlier on. They're talking about Bill and postacol We try to compare it. I don't know if, uh, if Bill's comments about Celtic being miles ahead was him trying to buy himself time until the summer. To, to build his team to get a full window. Like everybody knows, nobody really does that great business in the winter transfer window. So he will probably be looking forward to the summer coming at the same time. But. A lot of the players in that Rangers team, I'm pretty sure he's actually had a lot of them before. Before he actually, before Giovanni came into the job, he was there, um, and you'd, you'd like to think that he's got a bit of familiarity with the players that are in that team, and he knows how to get the best out of them.
0: I know what you're saying, Scott, but obviously Andy can speak for himself. But if I was a Rangers fan and he's coming out and saying that, I would be so annoyed Get him. Okay, maybe deep down you're thinking, well, the league's maybe away. But don't don't say that to, to the media or you know, you know whatever. Keep it well, I was gonna say keep it in house, but keep it to yourself, but don't um, because that that's going to make headlines as well. I don't know about Andy. Andy's um, what, when you heard that comment there, but if that was if that was saying that, I would be I would be annoyed. I would be kind of pissed off in the way. <laughs> See if you look at at from the Rangers' point of view in terms of what Scott's saying, he's right. See most of those players, they are actually
1: Gerrard's players. Well, Bill was there before. The problem with Rangers, is, much as he's been bad with a couple of signings so far. Is Bill going to get the same in the summer that what Ange had when he had taken a rebound as well? Because that you look at that team, I definitely think in particular in the midfield, I think means overhauling it started with asking coming in, you need a bit of more kind of youthful energy in there. And then up top, as it's been discussed before, the options, okay, Rangers starting eleven, you can go right. That's a decent starting eleven. But then if you're taking Kent and Sakala off, you're then bringing on Scott Wright who uh, I don't think is maybe what would be regarded as a ranger's quality. Um, you've maybe then got Kimar Roof, who does chip in with holes, but he's injury prone. Um, and I'm not sure if you've got Monella starting up front. <clears throat> I don't think if you have Trollak coming off the bench, he's going to make any impact. I think Trollak's a type of player that needs to be in from the start in playing. So, I don't know but, no,
3: See, just going back to your point about uh, the, the difference between the two teams since Postacoglu's came in and, and has Postacoglu got an advantage of having, having more transfer windows or whatever, you know, I've, I've went on about this numerous times on, on, on our podcasts or when I've been able to speak or to the friends or anybody who will listen to me. Rangers won the league, you know, by miles and didn't strengthen from a, from a good position. And I think that's what hurt, has hurt the team, you know. Uh, and that, that's where it all stems from, if if, it's, if it was manager level or board level or whatever it may be. But Postacoglu came in and, and had to basically clear the decks and, and bring in his own players and stuff like that. And I remember Scott actually making a point about Celtic and Postacoglu on one of the podcasts saying that the fans... And and the club basically had to believe in this new manager. And that's that's made a massive difference that the fans have got on board and, and players have got on board, which is most important. And and the club as well has backed them. And people who are saying and, and being coming and saying that um, you know, Costa has got a a bit be, uh, he's been back more or he's he's got more money to spend. Well, there's only one reason that he, he got the money to spend this summer was because Rangers again from a strong position last season threw the league away or a, a good lead away and not, I wouldn't say gifted to Selly but Selly you know, obviously worked hard for it but if we'd have won that league last season we would have been in the Champions League uh, you know, straight away and I don't know we were in it but you know, possibly gotten better financial support or better finance the money to spend on, on bringing more players in so the excuse of having more money and stuff like that I don't really buy into it, and I'm not sort of having a go at being, but sort of the players. And you've made that comment there before about the players. Most of the players there, he, he, he's known from before, you know, out with a couple or a few. Um, has he buying himself time? I don't, I don't know, but in, in my own opinion, Michael, for your your comment about Michael Bean's comment about sort of conceding the league or whatever in all honesty nine points is a big gap and I think the point Bill was making is and, and, and I think myself Celtic don't really look like dropping many points if any unless it's possibly against Rangers and games are running out so obviously the point gap will, will not decrease if, if Celtic keep winning but um I think he will need a big big change in the summer in terms of players going out a uh, refreshing squad, which has been needed for the past two, three years. So, yeah, big changes needed in the summer in terms of outgoings and commons. But where Rangers will be in terms of what trophies they will have come May and the summer, that, that remains to be seen. But we we need a big um, a big push between now and then, given the management team and the players as well.
1: And so that starts it- with Sunday. So you continued continuing on with the, the whole equipment side of things. I don't know if it was Kenny Miller I read yesterday and he was talking about how oh, you need to have like Stephen Davis and Arfield signing new deals. Now I'd imagine they two guys would be pretty good earners. It's not as if they... Davis would always be a great servant to the Angels, but do you think he should be getting another contract? think Arfield should be getting another contract or could that, those wages be used in of a better way? Yeah, I think listen to,
3: Davis a grip fantastic servant for the club and all his spells and and ourfield has been a very good player for us as well during his time at the club Um, I, th- I think we should maybe say you know thank you for your service but the money should be spent elsewhere is there a possibility of Dave's getting a coaching role or I, I don't know player, player coach or he's not uh, with his injury I don't think he'll play he'll be the same player play as much again for Rangers or any club or Northern Ireland, Arfield, um, he's a sort of off the bench impact player now. He doesn't have the legs anymore, and that that goes for the likes of McGregor as well. Who I don't know, should last season have been his last season? I don't know. Again, a a brilliant uh, servant for the club, and obviously last night being inducted along with Davison Tavenier, into the Hall of Fame. Um, there's no real room for sentiment in the summer, you know, with with any uh, even if it's Kent or Morelos with the contract situation, you either want to stay or you don't.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put this question to you that I put to Josh, I think it was maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um usually I get the kind of same kind of answer, right? On both sides, but how many Rangers players do you think would get in the current Celtic side? Eh? Um uh... I
3: don't, I, in all honesty, I don't watch Celtic. <laughs> out with when we're in the playoffs, no. and, and I would catch I would catch the odd game or whatever if it was European highlights or whatever. So, it, especially I, I don't know, maybe Goldson possibly. you um, you're talking any of the Rangers squad? Yeah, i i and being fully fit. Goldson, Steve Davis, maybe, and that's that's probably it. To be honest with you,
1: that's a fair. That's that's the, most, that's the fairest answer I've ever heard. Probably from someone. Um, when um You, you know, like that a, kind of type of question. A lot
3: of people would probably say Kent, but as anybody knows, he's not consistent enough.
1: Yeah, mean, I think
3: that. Fair, but he can't turn up once every four games or against Celtic or a European side or whatever it is, he's he's not consistent enough.
1: I remember it must have been about a year ago. I got slighted in our group chat, the podcast WhatsApp chat, because I said that Brian Kent must be the most overrated player in Scotland and it was more so the Rangers fans they got like, well, oh he's the best winner when he's on form, but he's really on form. Um, yep. and that was before like, Sam, like, the likes are type of work that was doing. And you look at these figures that Shorter puts out for Celtic in terms of assists and goals. Ryan Kent's definitely got the ability. There's no doubt about it, but he just does not show it anywhere near enough. And I know it's not all about goals and assists, but team one on football, if you're playing as a wide player, and especially if you're playing for a team that's dominating games, he sh- he should be getting double figures on both goals and assists.
3: No, I, I agree. And I think Kent's the type of player, he is, he is a inconsistent player, but I think he grows into games. But that's only if the team's doing well, or the team's playing well, or players around him are, are playing well and
1: any team is not good enough but especially the likes of Rangers you know yeah uh, Michael if I was asked you would you take any Rangers players and put them in the Celtic team what would your answer be?
0: Uh, I, I quite like Ruth um, he, he scored a lot of goals but as you say Johnny he, he's kind of injured the floor and kind of like not, not getting the game Um Maybe maybe Kent as well. Um but um he's a different he's a different player this season than than he was what was it when they came um uh, in the first season. So that's that's really Yeah, and, and Golden um uh, as well. But that that that's really it for me, uh, John.
1: Uh, Scott, you were obviously wouldn't be asked that question originally, so that's a point in asking that
2: the only person I said was never the goalkeeper. And that be McGregor. That was about it. Yeah.
1: Um, right, OK, so final itself, what's the key battles? What's in the midfield? Anywhere else you think is crucial?
2: Uh, in the tunnel. In the tunnel. <laughs> that's normally where the biggest battle is. As soon as you're as soon as you face to face with the player you're playing against that's, that's the first and biggest battle I'd say got it. You can only be better than the boy you're playing against.
0: And let's hope VR doesn't break down.
1: is uh, always certain to play a part
2: on Sunday, I think. I, I never had my chance to say it last week, yeah, because I never made it on, but the, Michael's just brought up VAR. I really hope the referees actually ref the game, rather than lean back and hope that if anything's missed, it's going to go to VAR. Well, 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 the the, the, game, the game against Milton, we had a penalty kick for a handball, which was clearly a penalty kick, and McLean let the game go. And when you're looking at it, you're wondering why he's not blew the whistle to start with, and then you can judge it if it needs to be judged. If it is a clear and obvious error, it can go to VAR. But it, it felt like that the referees I've seen recently, have they wanted to ref the game, they've just wanted to let it mm. fall back, and the boys that are sitting in front of the screen. Which is pretty much <clears throat> it's the, the easy way out for them. And I really hope that's not what's gonna happen on Sunday. I hope that the referee I think it's I'm sure it's Nick is it Nick Walsh? Yeah. On Sunday. I really hope that he he takes a game with the scuff of the neck as well and he refs it in the correct manner instead of being lazy
1: who's with it. Who's the V A R? Is it
0: Beaton? I think, um, Scott, um, I don't know if you had Posky Coglu saying this a few weeks ago, uh, and to be honest, Keith's sick of it, and Derek McInnes is sick of it as well. If you you saw the highlights in Sargonite, I I things are a bit funny, actually. But uh, what Posky Coglu was saying was, um, you know, we are supposed to be there to assist the ref. VR's not there to rest the game, that's what the rest are there for. But it would be brilliant to go on to Sandy's game not speaking about VR, but I, I've got this funny feeling that I'll, I'll, be, I'll be playing its part along the way. That And that the game, that the games flow a bit more because I don't know about you you guys, but when you watch the game at the moment, there's no any flow. To, of the game, it's kinda of like stop, start, stop, start. Uh, I mean that other uh, on Saturday it was a penalty and then two minutes later, oh no, we're checking for offside and, and all that. That's why you had about six minutes at the end of the first half. But yeah, you know it's a showpiece final in front of the TV cameras. Please do not embarrass Scottish football because it's it's getting a, a real button in the the balls at the moment, and um, it's going to be embarrassing because it's going to be on TV as well. So let, let's let's hope we're not talking about neck balls or VR, Let's just hope it's a a good game. All right, no one will see it because it's on be your play. So uh, well, yeah.
3: <laughs> see, see, to be honest, in terms of the VAR thing, and you're saying about let's hope Scottish football is not embarrassed. As much as we all love our teams and. We like Scottish football to a certain extent or whatever. It is already embarrassed, and I, and mm-hmm. I think it generally comes down yeah. to the part-time referees who 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 are reliant too much on VAR. You know, there was an mm-hmm. instance on Saturday. Uh, there was a shirt pull of Morelos, which Rangers got a penalty for, but it went to VAR, and it was a blatant shirt pull. You know, go if you do have to go and look at, it, you, you only have to look at it once two or three minutes you know why these guys need to be looking at it's different if it's tight or whatever you look at certain angles or whatever but I I just you know I get that there's the thing of oh, John Beaton the Rangers fan or Kevin Clancy the Celtic fan is doing VAR or doing this game or that game it doesn't matter let's be honest
1: they're,
3: they're all shite they're not capable of doing doing well enough and not keeping up with play or making correct decisions, no matter what game or final it is, and not good enough. And I think we need professional referees. If that's coming from England or Europe or whatever, especially a game like Sunday, you know. And regardless if it's Kilmarnock and Aberdeen or Rangers, Celtic, whoever's in the final, you need you need a hundred percent from from all officials, and that's that's my rant about VAR and Scottish officials. But um, in terms of key battles. I think the obvious as the old saying is games sort of won or lost in, in the midfield battle, which is, is crucial for both teams. But as Scott's rightly pointed out, you're at Rangers, you're at Celtic, it's it's the biggest game of your your career um in ter- in terms of where you're playing for that team. If you can't get yourself up for a game like this, to win a trophy for a lot of players there of, of a first Potential winner's medal or whatever it may be, um, and it's it's matching your opponent, you know, getting yourself up for it in the tunnel, in the dressing room, and on the pitch, and, and just giving your all. And that obviously I want that from Rangers, regardless of who will play, but that goes for both sides, I think, as well.
1: Just, That's a just, key as well.
2: Just on the point of the VR, I was actually listening to a uh, do not get me wrong it might have been him I, I've just checked it out I think it was Hugh Dallas was on BBC Sports Sound at the weekend on Saturday and he was talking about UEFA and the way they use VAR and how I'm sure he's in with Turkey the boy I was listening to was definitely speaking about the Turkish Football League and they're saying that they don't use it for anything other than a clear novice error and I think that's the route that we need to actually start going down and it is it's just as Andy says it's getting a bit embarrassing in terms of if anybody was to watch in on their games. Mm. Um,
1: the semi-final was case in hand when like at Rangers Aberdeen and they announced that VAR will not be available for the rest of the game, and then about five minutes later, is basically bad working. You're like, come on, like right.
2: that that's even the Scottish Cup as well, John. We've got clubs here mm-hmm. that have got VAR yeah. and the one they want to use it. And mm-hmm. we've got clubs that have it and they're using it, and it needs to be the same right across the board that's either used and the same, the same rounds, or it's no So everybody's on a level playing field, and I think <laughs> I think you're actually better without it than now the way that they're using it because it's it's, well, it's sort of pathetic. I think.
0: I think uh, if they were going to use it, uh, just uh, keep it to the semi-finals and the final. Um, but but just a quick one. Right, um, I I watched the ma- um I was watching match of the day last week. I know that I watch English football. I, I hardly watch English football this season. Uh, but uh, Arlen she made a comment about, um, I can't remember what game, I think it was Arsenal. Uh, and it was a big VR decision. And uh, Arlen Sheeter says, the time it's taken. And I was busy shooting at the TV. Well, well, you want to come to Scotland, mate, and you'll see it every week yourself. <laughs> Aye
1: it's not very good, and we have got budget VAR as well. It's not even the full the full package. So, mm-hmm.
3: but just going back to your point there, John.
1: Yeah, disciplinary
3: is key for for both teams, and and uh, obviously from my own point of view, Rangers' point of view, as players not get carried away, or you know the old saying is "play play the game and not the occasion," sort of thing. But no, it'll be a tough game. You know, obviously, I think Celtic go into it as favourites and probably rightfully so. But I, I hope that Rangers can can come out winners.
1: You would say as well, Marella is a surely due a a good game against Celtic.
3: Yeah, he point. is. But you know, I think I think everybody else is is needing to be up for it as well. As I say, if you can't get yourself up for a game like this against Celtic and a cup final, you shouldn't be playing football. Aye.
1: Um, right okay so we're going to do a wee quiz but before we do a wee quiz what's your predictions for? is it going to go 90 minutes extra time penalties what's going to happen Andy what's up with you
3: uh, I'm not sure uh, if it's 90 minutes extra time or penalties uh, I don't know but uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers. okay
0: Michael I I was going to say that obviously not to Rangers but Celtic. Um, but no, I I um, I'll say three one Celtic. You want Celtic, right?
2: Yeah. Oh. Uh, my my prediction now is going to be a hundred times different for what will be in Saturday night going into Sunday <laughs> morning. But Andy, don't start laughing. But I think it could be three nothing to Celtic. Uh, uh, a Joe Hart hat trick <laughs> no I'm kidding get
1: your money
2: on that no I, I, I do I do feel really confident <laughs> it. and I do think it will be up. Like that but the closer you get the more you, you remember it's going to be a tight game it will be a tight game but Celtic Celtic's had a good few good decent performances at Hamden barring the last one the Scottish Cup against Rangers we didn't actually turn up at all uh, but who knows? Taylor might get another goal like he did in that game as well.
1: Yeah. Right, that leads us nicely into the quiz. When you're talking about Celtic's record at Hamden. okay. So um you're going to do. We've been criticised before with this quiz from people not having buzzers. So are you all going to have some kind of buzzer?
2: I is just shout, a mate. Noise? Mate,
1: that will do. Do whatever sent <laughs> you want.
3: So, as the first person who answers.
1: Well, but you need to bit buzzer. You need to do the buzzer, obviously. Right. Is it, it's been chaos recently. I mean, Josh the other week we did a quiz, and I think he had about nine guesses. Um, so we're kind of
2: having that. To be fair, his guesses were putting onto the answers as well, to be, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Guess as much as you want. <laughs>
1: uh, so, right, so you you've got your buzzer, Scott. Andy, what's your buzzer noise? Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. So I've got yeah, I've got mate. Michael, um, I've
0: got a pen, but uh, like, <laughs> what's text, that? Uh, I've got a pen, a pen. What did you say? A pen? Yeah. C- can you hear that? No. I can't no. hear it. That, that sounds that like you're your up brother? to something bills. I know. You with <laughs> the mouse. Well, I've ten o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll yeah. Um, give uh, give us a pie. or something. I I don't know something random like that. So, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> a long. Better... Might be a bit long, like if, if like Andy is doing yeah, and Scott's doing mate, and you're trying to do here's a pie. I reckon it'll be easier for Andy and Scott. <laughs> ah well, yeah. I'm good. What about pie? Just, just, just shout pie, right, That's fine. Yeah. Andy. Was that, Andy. No, I was going to say what about if we just say our own name? Well, whatever you want, I Andy.
0: Yes. See if
2: your buzzer is, yeah. You better watch how much you shout that in case the neighbors start asking questions.
1: <laughs> um, asking I, my Andy, see, I've I got my pen here, there. To be good for you, Andy, I'll, I'll make the quiz last 20 minutes so that they think you're a stallion. <laughs> 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 they'll be wondering what's they'll, they'll be like, what's for the milkman? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: extra time <laughs> eh <laughs> right okay we'll, start, right, we'll, we'll go with the quiz uh, one two I think I've got eight questions I'm pretty sure I fight um, so what are you going for the names or are you going for the yeah pie mate yeah pie mate well, right, yeah right,
2: I go for that
1: alright okay so who was the last team to beat Celtic in the League Cup final yeah was it Tom Mornick? it was
2: right
1: right Andy, one point. Good one. Right, okay.
2: Hey, John, Faroy he says he doesn't watch Celtic as well. Eh? I
3: think
2: yeah. Kenny Strange was the manager. Am <laughs> I wrong?
1: All right, um, Right, okay. In the 2013 final, St Mirren beat Hearts 3-2 to win the trophy. Which player scored a double for Hearts?
2: Mate, Ryan Stevenson.
1: It was, it was indeed right. So, Andy on one, Scott, and one, Michael. Come on, the pies. You know, that exactly. Come on, the pies, right? Okay, um, (laughs) just so I could get Aberdeen into the club. Um, who scored the winning penalty when Aberdeen won the 2014 League Cup final? Yeah, oh, go
0: ahead,
1: Andy.
3: Would it have been Scott Vernon
1: it wasn't
2: No I was going to say Peter Pot No
1: Michael You could have a A punt 2014 League Cup Final oh. No No We'll get any players in mind you could Just say a name
2: <laughs> Just take a guess man <laughs> Hi. Um
0: <laughs> no. No. Eugene no. Daddy.
1: <laughs> Did you think you had it after you gave the wrong answer, Scott?
2: I was gonna go with the boy McGuire. no it was Adam Rooney Oh they got right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: right, okay. Um in the twenty fifteen final between Dundee United and Celtic, who got their marching orders for Dundee United?
2: Mate, well, flood. No, no. It was no. Well after that, no.
1: So who, got yeah. the, who got the red yeah. card?
2: Aye.
3: Gar- I. Gary Kenneth. No. Okay.
0: no. Michael. Uh, random here. Badly Robson. No. Got that
1: was Sean Dillon. I. Um. Right, okay, so in 2016-17 final, so 2017 final and the 2018 final, there was two Celtic players that scored in both of them. Name the players. Yeah. And they?
3: Tom Rogic. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: no, you're wrong anyway, so no. Um, so I'm going to give away, so you had said that uh, I don't even know if maybe right, so...
0: 2018. Uh, was that the League Cup final? Yeah. The buzzer, please. Oh mate. Pan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going, like Michael? It. Okay. to <laughs> no, clarify me five. here, John. Um was that was that the League Cup or the Scottish Cup?
2: Uh, you didn't get your five quick enough, son. <laughs>
0: <It's a> League, <laughs> Cup, League Cup, <laughs> Cup, <laughs> please. League Cup, right? Okay. Um. Okay. That's it. Oh, Sue Barker was not even Yeah,
1: yeah. No, you have it, I guess?
0: Nope.
2: Nah, no. Right, Mate, so the League Cup final twenty nineteen was Christopher Julian.
1: No, no, I said which two players scored in both the twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen final. Listen to the question. Come on. 17.
2: That was Michael shouting on the top yeah. and shouting twenty yeah. nineteen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you
1: have another guess? Scott and Claire. No.
0: Hi. Right. Okay, Michael. Um, I hope we're neighbours. Don't hear me now. Cameron McGregor. Oh. I'm just, there's, there's um, Too many guesses, right?
1: It's Jamesy Forrest. James Forrest, right? And Dembele. Ah.
2: What? At the belly as well. So they, they
1: both scored back-to-back finals, eh? Whatever
2: happened to him? Um, he's, he's still on the bench for Celtics.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Who scored the one-off for St. Johnson in the 21 final? Pike. Michael. Sean. Sean Rooney. Yeah. This is good. Everyone's in a point now. With two questions to go. Um, last year's final, who was the referee? Oh, yeah, Willie Collins. Nope, Pi oh John Beaton. It was Michael. <laughs> what a comeback we've got here, right? So, as the scores are now Michael and two, Andy on one, Scott on one. Final question, right? So, that's one. It'll be closest to, unless someone gets it spot on, right? So I'll, I'll allow you all, I guess. It's only fair, right? So there's no... You don't need to shout your buzzer. How many goals have been scored in the tournament this season so far? So Andy the whole goals, tournament? Up, the whole... Aye. So... Do you want to tell you how many matches that's been played first of all? To get you get a, a chance or
2: nah fuck them.
1: No, no. <laughs> right, okay. Andy. How many drink? 164. 164.
0: Uh Michael? And 20. What's that? I hundred and 20. 20. Right, Scott McGill.
2: Well, I know it's more than 120 anyway, the amount of games that we've played. I've got to go with 165. What's that? <laughs> 165. Oh,
1: 165. Look at that for the sneakiness. He's just gone one over Andy, just to kind of see. Right. So, you, I mean, you would have to put uh, Scott and Michaels together and still add a few more goals to get the total. There has been 293 goals scored sure. in the tournament. So the point goes to Miguel. John uh-huh.
3: Can can I just clarify the the question about the John Beaton answer? Yes. Was the referee for the Scottish Cup final last season?
1: Oh the League, League Cup, Cup
3: final. Oh fuck. Sorry. That was the Scottish Cup. It's the oh. League Cup
2: final on Sunday and up to That's... I know but I've got a problem here,
1: because now it's a lot of tiebreaker and I don't have a tiebreaker question, so I need to try and think of a tiebreaker question.
2: Hmm. Can we count how many?
1: Oh, actually, did I tell you, I didn't tell you how many games had been played in the tournament, did I? No.
2: Uh, I was hoping you were going to see how many medals James Tavenier won at his time at Rangers to get in the Hall of Fame, or could I give you that one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are. Right, for the tiebreaker, I think we'll go for that then, right? Yeah. Um <laughs> How many matches have been played in the tournament this season? So it's between Scott and Michael. <laughs> how, many,
2: how,
0: many the
1: game?
0: how many games? How uh, many games? Oh, God. Go to have a guess because I don't have a to be do. Yes, you could try and work it out. Like if
1: you're if you're good at quick maths, you need to think back to obviously
2: fifty six.
1: Rachel Scott is going fifty six.
0: Michael. Mm. Let's come back to the league games as well, like the. You know,
2: Hi, they, 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 I... You I, know, I, journey, I
0: aye. Uh, oh, on, Michael's son. Yeah, I guess it right there. I, um oh, He's looking on the phone. No, no, I'm not on that. the
2: camera. I'm the that
0: pen to see if it's going to make a noise. Um Oh, God. 75. 75. Right,
1: OK. So, 56 versus 75. Remarkably, there's been... 94 matches Played in the tournament Which seems Aye It seems very high To me
3: I would have said 94
1: Like <laughs> And even if I If I was Like there's
2: Because
1: if we go back There's one Two Is it eight groups
2: There's eight groups Eight, eight, group groups, eight group times four. Oh fuck Aye so you're right
1: stages Four mm, Then you put aye, the aye, that's phase, of
2: Which is yeah, the last Yeah that's Aye
0: that's that scheme percent right Yes, oh. Michael Yeah it's that come, come back man What a comeback Winner a... Oh fuck my headphones I fell off and... Yes <laughs> <laughs> There's no prize, it's, it still it's the too.
1: It's the kudos. It's the It's the The glory a Pie <laughs> we can... I'll get you a pie When what? When you eat up i I was I was getting
0: beat Right.
1: Aye, when well, we're up, it'll be a pie of your choice, as long as it's an individual pie and it's no other day's steak pie dinner.
2: What well, if it's your pie, John?
1: I don't have a pie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Scotch, obviously, I meant. I was meaning your Scotch pie that you like. I actually had
1: a pie for my daughter. tonight. You can eat steak pie. It's pretty decent.
0: So, Aye, right, well done, Michael. Welcome back. Can't can, believe that.
2: Can I ask a question, John? What... What was the brand a steak pie you had?
1: Well, it was actually one I've not ever tried before because I've usually got a rule with steak pie, right? That I only really like ten to have it from the butcher. But yesterday it was out a drive we were out a wee drive and I thought I'll get something for my lunch or when I get home. And I ended up <laughs> having it for my lunch. So it's just a wee individual cup pie.
2: Oh. We need to discuss this. How how did you eat it? Did you take the crust off first?
1: Well, what I did is I got a steak pie and the missus got a chicken and mushroom pie and I forgot whether I'd put the steak pie on the left or the right of the tray. So I had to cut it to make sure that I'd, I'd got it right. I was pretty convinced the one on the left was a steak pie. So I cut it, I ate it get up I had chips with it. So I cut it, ate it, but the chips obviously dipped in the gravy.
2: or oh, good. To, to get a wee tip for the next time, see if you take a knife, right? Right, and you've got your pucker pie sitting For everybody This I know, it's, Morning Andy,
0: let's go to the pub mate
2: <laughs> <laughs> You run the knife round the outside And you take the top of the crust off And it lets all the steam it So it all doesn't right. burn to the top of your mouth That's how you tip And then you can dip it into the gravy And eat away
1: Well I, I, I did leave it for a while Because the chips were taking ages to or they cook So it didn't burn the mouth Because I, when I did cut it I didn't notice it was steaming hot And it was like, oh that's going to burn the mouth like a when you get a Greg steak back and it's too mm. hot, danger. So, aye, that is the league cup final preview complete. Michael, you are a winner tonight. Let's see if your team is a winner cool. on Sunday. So, cheers, guys! Everyone for coming on. Thank
2: good, you, Sean. Thank you, lads. Good
1: luck for cheers. Sunday, Michael. <laughs> Hope your team wins, Scott. What a good battle, Andy.
2: And Andy, uh, I hope I hope your couch is comfy for the behind it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you need to give Josh Peltters for no joining you and backing you up. But I have to. What a good cause, right? And as is tradition now, right? to finish a podcast, happy football.